Hello, everyone. Welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and I'm excited to get into this episode. As always, a bunch of emails that you all sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com that we're going to get to. And we're going to get right into it this week, girls. But first and foremost, got to say happy Father's Day. Recording this on Sunday. It's Father's Day. Uh, so to the three straight men that listen to this that have children, thanks for tuning in. Happy Father's Day. Okay. Um, I had, it's so funny. Like dads are so dad. Like I call my dad, but every time I call my dad, this video goes, hello. I'm like, Hey, what's going on? What's the matter? <laughs> Why does he do that? I call him this morning. He's like, hello. Hello. I'm like, hi, happy father's day. All right. Well, thanks. You know, dads are funny, too, because they don't ever want to seem like they're excited about anything. They're very level, right? They don't want to seem like they're uh, upset about anything ever, and they don't ever want to seem like they're scared, and they never really want to feel like they're excited. You know, if a dad is excited, you're lucky if he cracks a smile. Um, but he was like, oh, yeah, all right, pretending he doesn't know it's Father's Day. So it's so it's you want to know what he's a he's a guy. And we forget that about our dad sometimes, but shout out to him. Shout out, shout out to all dads out there. Um, I was, let me see. Oh, you guys, I watched, uh, the, um, I started, I didn't finish it. I only watched one episode, one and a half episodes actually of the new black mirror. First episode I thought was great. And you know me, I love Annie Murphy from, from Schitt's Creek. One of my favorite shows ever. So I watched that second episode. I was kind of like, all right, what's going on here, man? you know, but I fell asleep in the middle of it. So maybe the ending is good. That's very black mirror to, for you to be confused for fucking literally 45 minutes straight. You're like, what's going on? And then it's just some shit that's so far fetched. You're like, how did that even, how did this happen? You know, and why do I love it? But I'm trying not to zoom right through it because guess what? They we're lucky if we get a new season every freaking five years with that damn show. So I'm trying to space it out. I'm going to end up watching it all tonight. Uh, but anywho, you guys. So th- th- that's the only update. Oh, Stanley's right behind me looking over my shoulder. I don't have any food. He is such a little freak. He's been on freak mode lately. I don't know what it is. Maybe some new universe. But Stanley especially. Robert's been fine. Stanley's been on freak mode. freak league. Really just going nuts out there. But, um, you know, Stanley is probably one of these cats that should have been an outside cat. You know, he has that vibe to him, but at the same time, you catch him on a certain day. He's like the, he's such a, he snuggles more than Robert does, which is kind of crazy. I don't know. I guess I'll stop talking about my cats 24 seven, but I just love him so much. I wish I could have a hundred. And if I ever have property, I'm going to have a hundred. If I ever any if, if I ever have any land, <laughs> I'm gonna have a hundred cats. So just that that's just an FYI for you. Someone asked me the other day, and this is like so <laughs> I hate this question where people are like, so where do you see yourself in five years? Okay, first of all, is this a job interview? <laughs> where do you see yourself in five years? Running this company. <laughs> Like, why the fuck are you asking me that just as a friend? Like, that's so weird. Such a weird thing. I, I don't I don't like that. 
What? All right. But anywho, I was like, I honestly want like a little bit of like a little bit of land. Like I want a garden and and they were like, no, I'm talking about like career wise. I'm like, I just want whatever career will warrant me some land. And whatever that may be, you know, of course, there's things. Yeah, everybody has dreams and aspirations and goals, but it's like, I don't know, man. I just kind of want cherry tomatoes. <laughs> I just want to I, I just want a few peppers. You know, I just want a couple cucumbers in my backyard. We don't need to go crazy here. I don't think about that stuff because it never, it never, everything just works out the way it's going to work out. You know, anywho, you guys, I love you so much. So we're going to get to these emails that you guys sent in. Okay. So this one says moving in together. Hi, Carly. I've been such a fan of yours since girl code days. Oh, thank you so much. When I was in high school and I think you're hilarious. Oh, thank you. I even got my boyfriend saying stunning like you do. (laughs) I love when you guys bring men into this cult. Those are the only men that can be trusted to me ones that listen to Secret Keepers Club. Um, So I'm writing it for advice on moving in with a significant other for the first time. Me and my boyfriend are both 25 and we've been dating for almost three years. We're moving into, uh, we're moving in with each other next month and we're both super excited. I haven't lived with a boyfriend before. So what are the things that people don't think of about the whole transition? I know all of the cliches, but I guess from experience, do you have any advice for making it a smoother transition and just things that you remember or notice when that were maybe a little bit difficult or that I should look out for? I attach a picture of us below with our dog. Oh, cute. Let me see. He was originally my dog, but he's completely in love with my boyfriend. LOL. Thank you so much in advice. Hope you're, thank you so much for any advice. Oh my God. Not thank you so much for advice. Not thank you so much in advice. Jesus. Hope you're enjoying the warm weather. Girl, you know I am. I'm outside. I'm outside. Wish I was outside right now, but I'm not. Oh, you guys are so cute. Oh, and your dog in the background. <laughs> Looks like you just saw a ghost. <laughs> um... When it comes to moving in together, I think it's important to just give the transition period some time um, because it definitely is a lot to get used to. I don't know what the living situation is. I don't know. Are you guys getting your own apartment? Is he moving into your current apartment? Are you moving in with him? Because something that I noticed is uh, having somebody move into your space. Like for me, I think I would rather just get a new apartment and start fresh if I was going to move in with somebody again. Um, like I would want us both to just get a place together, move in together and have it be that because you end up feeling like I, I remember feeling like this guy's like in my house. Like I still felt like this is my house. This is my apartment, you know? And I swear, girl, the things that really bothered me seem so small, like, but they really just bothered me. Like having to, first of all, first First of all, my ex is the most arrogant and, and he's out. I'm not even friends with him anymore. As of two weeks ago, we got into a huge fight because he said some shit to me. That's the meanest things anyone's ever said to me before in my life. And I was like, I, I, we've been friendly the whole time we've been broken up. We rarely really talk. 
But when we do, it's like nice, friendly. Oh, hey, how's how's your mom kind of thing? Right. But he said some shit to me that was so ballsy that I said, I, I said, you want to know what I said? I said, I'm blocking him. So I block him. Girl, tell me why two hours later he noticed I block him. Mm, you're obsessed with me. You're obsessed with me. But anywho, he was so fucking arrogant. And when we moved in together, girl, tell me why he hired uh, painters, right? Because we were going to get the apartment painted before we moved in. And because like the people that lived there before were literally monsters. And he's like, oh, I have a friend that's a painter. He'll paint the whole apartment, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, just do like an eggshell, you know, like a white. He's like, all right, yeah, I'm going to go pick out the paint. Girl, tell me fucking why. Tell me why the apartment, when I, when I walked in the first time to see it, I said, it's pink. He went, no, it's not. I go, <laughs> the walls are pink. He's like, it's white. I said, what? I said, what did the guy say when, when you went to go buy the paint? He goes, he said, nobody ever gets this color. I said, yeah, because it's pink. <laughs> the whole fucking apartment was pink. And girl, the way that still to this day, he won't admit that the walls were pink. Every person that walked in went, oh, you, you painted your entire apartment pink? I'm like, yeah, we did. <laughs> and I told him, I said, listen, because he got really mad at me. He's like, the, he's like, fine. Do you want me to have somebody come and repaint it? I said, no, don't worry about it. I said, I like pink, but I do. I would appreciate if you acknowledge that, that, that the damn walls are pink for God's sakes. Cause they were, they were a baby pink. Forget it. Oh my God. I'm like thinking about it right now. I'm like, what an ass, but anywho, the decorating stuff killed me. The decorating is, was something that if I had to, if I was in love with, if I was in love I would be more, uh, you know, lenient with that. I would hear him out um, because that was like a, I remember when we had first moved in together, when we had gotten our own apartment, because first he had moved in with me and then we got our own apartment and he's like trying to, he's trying to like put his ideas out there. And I just was like, it's going to be enough because I said, we, we don't need to do all that. First of all, this is the same guy that said, can we hang up? He said, instead of getting curtains, do you want to know what he said? He said, well, instead of getting curtains, why don't we uh, put boxes on the, on the on the windows? And I said, yeah, I'm actually all set because this isn't a crack house. So I, I'm not sure what the vibe that you're trying to set in here is, but I think we should go. We'll go for the curtains. Boxes, please. This is a grown man. And, th- and that's some shit that I didn't even say anything to him. I just went, yeah, no, we'll probably do curtains instead of cardboard boxes, you know? And, and I, I wouldn't even say anything to him about it, but I would text my friend like, girl, guess what he just fucking, guess what he just floated out there? You know, he wants to do this. But I remember him being like, I, he, he, he had said, I'm going to, I'll put a desk in the, in the bedroom. I said, for what? And he was like, for my stuff. I was like, what stuff? You don't like have any paperwork. What do you need a desk for? You're going to sit at your desk and do what? Write a letter? You know, it was just like he didn't get it. He didn't get it. But with other guys that I've lived with, I think that I think that the key is compromising. And and I know that I don't really know that from experience because I lived with three people in my life. I lived with three guys in my life, three different boyfriends, right? And the first two, 
I could say that we compromised, but we really didn't because they were just like, do whatever you want. You think I give a shit? And that's the type of guy that I want to find. I don't want somebody that's just floating stuff out there. Although one of them did suggest once hanging up a gigantic poster of Yankee Stadium in the living room. I said, I'm actually all set on that. So not a poster, but anyway, I think compromise is key. If I could, if I, you know, am going to move in with somebody again at some point in my life, I would start fresh with them. I would bring necessities. I would decorate together. I would maybe listen to them. I'm not giving you good advice, am I, girl? Mm-mm-mm. But I do think that it is a transition period when you first move in. Um, Because you just got to get used to it. Even if, even if you're in a situation, it's so weird, right? Because even if you're in a situation where like you guys are spending every day together and you, and you sleep at one of, you know, your apartments every night, it's still not the same as living together. But also what I will say is moving in together is very exciting. It's so exciting. If you're with the right person, it's so much fun. It's great because like for me, the number one thing that's important to me in a relationship is if I feel like somebody's my bestie and not me having a slumber party with my bestie every night. (laughs) How much fun is that? I don't know. I love that. But I think you'll, I think you'll be good. You just got to give it a little bit of time. It's a little bit of an adjustment, but you'll be good. As long as you're not dating anybody I've ever dated. Anywho. Okay. This one says baby boy. Hi, Carly, the kitties and the girly pops. I just had a baby boy. Oh, congrats. And I promise the first thing I'm going to do is teach him that he must have several towels, bath mats in every bathroom and at least two pairs of sheets. So see, that's great parenting. And we love to see it. We have to start this new generation off knowing that they need stuff. You know. Okay, you guys, just a word from our friends this week. Secret Keepers Club is brought to you by BetterHelp. How much time in your day is spent taking care of other people? I'm willing to bet it's a lot. Whether you have kids who rely on you, a partner who needs your attention, or a demanding workplace, BetterHelp's online therapy lets you find balance and take time to focus on what you need. You guys know I'm such an advocate for taking care of ourselves, taking care of our mental health, because when that's good, everything else is good. And everything in your life is just a a little bit easier if you're in the right headspace. So I'm such an advocate for this. I think BetterHelp is wonderful. I love that you can do it from the comfort of your own home. I love that you can switch therapists if you aren't feeling the one that they give you. Um, I think it's just such a great thing. So BetterHelp is completely online. You can do therapy when and where it works for you, whether that's under the covers in your bed or in the car in between appointments. Getting started is easy. Just take a quick survey about your preferences and they will match you with a licensed therapist. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Secret Keepers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Secret Keepers, BetterHelp.com slash Secret Keepers. We also have Hello Tushy. I, if you're embracing the hot girl summer this season, that means everything needs to be fresh, sexy, and ready. We want clean, bouncy hair, but we also need a sparkling clean, and I'm in an Uber saying this, butthole. <laughs> All summer long, Hello Tushy Bidet cleans your butt two times better than wiping and prevents particles from spreading to your hands and everything you touch. It attaches to your existing toilet, so no electrician or plumber is needed. It installs in less than eight minutes, so if you want to get yourself squeaky clean as soon as possible, you got to get a tushy. They had sent me um, 
a package and I never know when these packages are coming. I never know if they're, uh, you know, for the podcast. I never really know what's showing up at my door. So they had sent me the Tushy. Um, a few days after they sent me the Tushy merch, which is a literal shirt that says, ask me about my butthole. Didn't know who it was. Thought it was from a secret admirer. Um, but then I posted it on Instagram and somebody was like, no, that's actually that's for Tushy. So shout out to Tushy for that. Hello, Tushy cuts toilet paper used by 80%. So this bidet pays for itself in just a few months. Every Hello Tushy bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. With over 100,000 five-star reviews, it is easy to see why millions of people love keeping clean with Hello Tushy. Go to hellotushy.com forward slash secret keepers and use promo code secret keepers to get 10% off plus free shipping on your first bidet order. That's hellotushy.com slash secret keepers for 10% off hellotushy.com slash secret keepers. Okay. Okay. So, okay, here we go. This one is about the internal monologue. So the title internal monologue. Hey girl. So about the internal monologue. Now, if you guys aren't following, this is what I had brought up last week about how I had found out that a lot of people don't have an internal monologue on a day on a day to day. Like they don't really have thoughts running through their head. They don't have intrusive thoughts. And, and to me, I'm like, that seems so, so, um, unimaginable because all I do is I'm always thinking about, you know, 20 things at a time. And, uh, it must be also a little bit freeing because I, I would probably sleep so well. Anywho, she says, Hey girl. So about the internal monologue, I never used to have one most of my young life. Then when I was a young teen or preteen, what women want came out. Oh my God. Not what women want. Don't come for me. Uh, about Mel. This was a different time before we ever knew anything. Okay. I'm not coming for you. And I see Mel listening in on all the girlies little inner voices. And I'm like, wait, people just hear things in their head. If he listened in on me, he would hear straight white noise. Am I okay? I really couldn't believe it. So I said, okay, this is normal. And I straight up forced myself to have an internal monologue. And I've had one ever since. So thank you, Miss Helen Hunt smooches. Oh my God. Imagine finding out that everyone else hears something in their head and you don't from, from watching a, a movie with, with Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt called what women want. That must've been a total shocker. Wow. Huh? Yeah. I guess there's always like, how would you know any different? Cause people don't talk about it. I guess they, if they say like, I was thinking about this, I was daydreaming about this thing. But wow, how interesting. I watched something on YouTube about it. You guys, I've been going into a lot of YouTube holes. Been going into a lot of YouTube holes and I'm not going to lie to you. You want to know what my algorithm has been lately? Shark attacks. And I don't want it because it's making me afraid to go in the water. You know, not that I'm a surfer or anything, but there has been a lot of shark attacks recently on my feed. Anywho. I watched a YouTube um, interview with a girl that has no internal monologue. You can find them on YouTube, but there it had millions of views. This this like kid that went to college invited, you know, uh, invited this girl that was in one of his classes to be interviewed because he found out she had no internal monologue. Kind of just the coolest thing ever. What would you rather? I don't know. Probably just so freeing. Okay. So... This one says anklet, man. I raise you tan line, man. And the Hemis. Uh-oh. 
Hi, Carly and the kitties. First time writing in, been listening for two months now. Oh, well, thank you so much. And you're so funny. I can listen to you talk for hours. Thank you. I had to write in about anklet man that was mentioned last week and how you were setting the picture of him taking off his socks had me dying because I recently had a man take off his socks in front of me and I could barely hold back my laughter. I couldn't help myself by roasting him and putting the actual socks back on him. After seeing his feet, it was the topic of the night. I couldn't freaking drop it. Carly, his tan line was so atrocious that his feet looked like they didn't belong to the rest of his body. (laughs) They were so pale. It looked like he stood ankle deep in water for three days. Picture attached, of course. Oh my God. Hold on. Let me see. Girl, now you're taking a picture of this poor man. Hold on. Oh! (laughs) Oh! What the hell? Girl, how did that happen? Because it's a perfect line. And and I'm and I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Girls, I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay, looking at this right now, I'm going like the fact that it's a crew sock makes it worse. Cause it's like a it's like a bobby sock. It's like an ankle sock. Nope. I don't know why, but it makes it worse. Girl, how did he get that tan line? Because he didn't move his socks for, I'm not exaggerating, 18 hours in the sun. You guys, I can't express this enough. Like, it looks like, um, it just looks like they don't, she's right. It looks like they don't belong in his body. They are the actual color white. And the rest of his body is tan, okay? And it, and the white stops at the ankles. <laughs> Girl, is this your boyfriend? Stop it. I'm losing my mind with that. (laughs) But, oh my God. Okay. So she said, picture attached, of course. I so wish the girlies listening could see what I'm talking about. Instant ick, but a great laugh for the girls in the group chat. And Carly girl, don't even get me started on Hemis. I've had my fair share and a struggle with them, but... I even went to go get two removed, which wasn't worth it because one came back. Tell me why the doctor was doing the procedure looked like a creepy version of Danny DeVito and his trainee was the hottest man on earth. Of course. Of course, because that's the way life happens for us. Us girls really like we can't just have like two old men or two old ladies as doctors. We need to have one of the hottest guys we've ever seen in our lives when we're when we're getting hemorrhoid surgery, apparently. Because this isn't the first time type of email that we've gotten about this. Oh my God. She says, why do hot people want to work with people but- people's buttholes so bad? <laughs> Anywho, they also had to have a girl in the room, which I was okay with. Oh, that's good. But you know damn well, I checked for the no training of students to be in the room as well. No, thank you, ma'am. I don't need the whole office knowing about my what my no-no hole looks like. <laughs> Straight into this creepy little man asked me if I'm quote unquote on my period. Clearly I was because I had a tampon string hanging out and for good reason that that set off my freaking menstrual tears and I started to sniffle after a few minutes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You get this procedure awake. You're just awake. No. Can you pay extra for them to knock you out? I don't care what you knock me out with. You don't even have to give me the drugs. Punch me in the face. I want to be out cold if I'm getting a procedure like this done. Are you kidding me? No, thanks. 
She says a few minutes later, he had the audacity to say, are you crying? Why? Oh my God, sir, you're staring straight into my butthole soul. You have stuck essentially a rod at my ass. (laughs) And you're asking me why little old me has some tears going on. It was so painfully awkward and uncomfortable. And girl, they also give you a numbing shot straight in. Oh my God. See, that's something I never knew about. My God. Anywho, Danny DeVito made me cry and Mr. Hottie had the pleasure of stitching me up. Oh, this is your warning to take care of those hemis before they get you into a situation like mine. (laughs) This was four years ago now, so I can laugh, but Carly, it was slightly traumatizing at the time. So I laugh every time you mention your bottle problems. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do I talk about it that much, girls? Honestly, I do feel like when when I was going through that, it was the only thing on my mind. Talk about intrusive thoughts. It was the only thing on my mind. And I and I know that there were quite a few episodes pretty much dedicated to stories about, you know, certain types of procedures. <laughs> she said it reminds me of mine. And then it came back six months later and I've yet to get rid of it fully. TMI. I know I've tried everything and regretting to have to go back to Danny DeVito and Mr. Hottie. You'd think he remembered the girl who was silently crying ass out on the table. <laughs> P.S. Also thinking about writing in about the man I can't get over, but I refuse to go low and I'll never text him again. Good for you. Last week's episode resonated so much. I'm thinking about blocking him. All right. Thank you for reading. Love you, car car. Also off the potty record. Oh, okay. Okay. Then she gives a little fun fact about herself. That's off the potty record. So I accidentally, you guys know I'm Ron Burgundy. I read whatever's in front of me. Um, Wow. Girl, I wouldn't worry about what's going on with your butt because the guy that you're dating has permanent socks on. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of those things where it's, you know, we can't really be pointing fingers now because this having a having a tan line like this just makes you feel so stupid. I've had bad tan lines before where I'm like, I feel like an idiot. You know? Oh, my God. But you have to ask him the story. Because I need to know how that happened. Um. <laughs> okay, so this one says, cutie at work, I need help. Hey, Carly and the cool cats. It's me again, the girly from Sweden who called into the live about the dry hand callus, but not from working out guy whom I went on a date with and was so surprised to find out I didn't know he had a girlfriend. Yes, I remember you, of course. She says, I'm in desperate need of help. Totally unrelated to the previous guy though. So I recently started working in a warehouse that sells tools, car parts, painting stuff, pipes, etc. Please. That sounds like my heaven. She puts in parentheses, kind of guys you like Home Depot, <laughs> all that stuff. And I know nothing about it, but I'm just there looking cute. On my first day, I meet the absolute man of my dreams. <gasps> Send me a picture of him. He was assigned to train me and show me around. Oh my God, this is so scandalous. We clicked immediately. Oh my God. Over me going to uni. How cute is she saying uni? Because she's from Sweden. Studying software engineering and AI because he also studied coding before dropping out. After that, we kept chit-chatting whenever we would get a chance and both crack each other up every day when we work together. Um, He remembers little things that I've talked to him about, asked for my opinions and recommendations on things. He's a cat guy, thank God. (gasps) And he's always happy to lift heavy things for me and save me multiple, multiple times a day from 
heavy falling things. He has calluses from lifting heavy things. And Carly, when I tell you this man is strong, he sounds strong. I don't know why I'm envisioning like, who's the, who, his name's going to come to me. His name's going to come to me. I have to, okay. I have to think of who he's, this guy's reminding me of, but it'll come to me in a second. I'm going to finish this email. So she says one time he picked up a wood pallet because I couldn't carry it. They're very, very heavy. And he just threw it several meters up in the air. Like it was nothing at all. Or the time I asked him if he can help me find some screws to put up a hammock in my apartment because my walls are made of cement. He didn't know, but came back the next day with the screws I needed and said, he looked it up for me. Stop. He loves you. He loves you. She says now to my dilemma, my job works like this. We work at the same time, but not together together. So everyone is just kind of doing their own thing in the warehouse. Once in a while, we see each other walking around and girl, I'm over here pining for this man. Whenever I see him, I start blushing and obviously I can't keep my eyes off him. Uh, One thing about me is I have no shame in staring, but he never stares at me. I need to know if he's in love with me too. He's in love with you. He Googled what type of screws you need to hang a hammock up in your apartment because your walls are spent. Okay. The man loves you. What's your take on dating a coworker? It might get awkward if things don't work out or even worse, he's not interested to begin with disclaimer. I'm only here for the summer. So if it doesn't work out, honestly, who cares? Oh, you're fine. It doesn't really matter. Anyways, I'm not waiting for him to ask me out. Um, so what's my best course of action here? Do I immediately go in for the kill and ask for a date or maybe something more neutral, such as going to the gym together or something like that to scope out what he's feeling? Maybe just ask for his number and we can start texting. But that seems kind of lame to just walk up and say, hey, here's my number. Text me and then walk away. Like, what are we doing for the rest of the workday? Just playing it cool while begging uh, to hire powers that he'll actually text me. <clears throat> After finally getting back, to myself after a year long heartbreak that I honestly thought was never going to end. I'd forever be disgusted by the thought of being too serious with somebody else. I have absolutely zero riz. Please help a girl out. Oh, I almost forgot. He has tiny silver hoops in both ears. Stop. I love when men wear jewelry. As long as it's not an ankle bracelet. Uh, in both ears and absolutely no, when guys wear little hoops, are you kidding me? I'm going to punch you in your face. Cause you're cute. Absolutely no social media at all, but that's just so hot to me. I don't want to see a man's selfies true, but that also means that so far I can only talk to him at work. Also spoiler alert. I might've already asked him out as you read this on the potty because I'm too impatient. Oh my God. Well, I'm assuming that you didn't because I didn't get an update email from you. I will update you on how everything goes and hopefully uh, post, have pics of me and my future husband, girl, if you don't send me a picture of this man. Um, okay. So there's definitely a way to be cool. Listen, if this was like, a, you know, lifelong career, I would be like, you have to kind of tread slowly because, you know, it could just get messy and we've seen it get messy even on this podcast before just people, coworkers getting together and, and the drama that it could cause. But girl, you were there for the summer, like, and you know what summer it is. It's the summer of the girlies. And, I, and I've said that before, and I'll say it again. It's the summer of the girlies, and the girls are out here, and we're doing what we're going to do. And oh, my God, not me freaking burping. No, that's humiliating. It really wasn't a burp, though. It was just some type of, um, 
I don't know how else to describe it other than an eruption that just for some reason came out when I opened my mouth. But anywho, we're just going to go for it. If I were you, I would definitely keep it casual. I wouldn't go up to him and just say, hey, do you want to go on a date? Because like, do we know if he has a girlfriend? Do we know if he's married? Like, you know, it's just like you don't want to jump the gun with that because there are other reasons. If he says no, it could be because he has a girlfriend or or a wife. You know, it doesn't mean that he's that he's single and he's just not interested. Um, so I think we should probably find that out first. And I would probably definitely, uh, I would exchange phone numbers, flirty text back and forth, talk about something specific, you know, like a fucking, I mean, what does this guy even, you know, I don't even know what a guy like this would like some sports team that you guys got over there or some festival that's happening in your city or some like niche thing. And then you're like, Oh, why don't we go to this game? You know, cause I love this game. I love this sport too. And you guys know me ball is life. So that's what I would do. It reminds me of that episode of <laughs> friends when Rachel has a crush on one of her clients when she's a personal stylist and she goes, I have two tickets to the Knicks games. And he's like, oh my God, thank you so much. And he goes, my nephew loves the Knicks. We're going to have so much fun and, and didn't take her. Oh my God. It reminds me of that. Um, but I think flirty texting is the way to go back and forth. That way you can kind of feel him out. Maybe he's in something already. And also, if you don't send me a picture, I'm going to lose my mind. Okay. So. Jeez Louise. And you thought we were done. We're not done yet, girls. We got a couple more. We got a couple more reads to do. We have Lumi. And in the and in the um on the top, they put in parentheses because I messed up the name one time. They put it rhymes with Lumi. Because once I called it Loom, because I can't, I, I don't know. So if you're trying to have a magical summer fling, make sure you have Lumi. It is the first whole body deodorant. Um, Lumi keeps you smelling great for 72 hours. That's three. Yes, three days so you can have your rom-com summer love and smell amazing the whole time curated by an OBGYN, lumi is ph balanced for below the belt use and is aluminum baking soda and paraben free i love all of the stuff that they sent me they sent me the deodorant the wipes all different um fragrances and i really love each one of them i just have been enjoying it this is one of these things like i'll be a forever lumi customer lumi starter pack is perfect for new customers it comes with a solid stick deodorant a cream tube deodorant two free products of your choice like a mini body wash and deodorant wipes and free shipping as a special offer for our listeners new customers get five dollars off a lumi starter pack with code secret at lumideodorant.com that's over 40 percent off your first starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code secret lumideodorant.com use code secret for five dollars off your lumi starter pack and then and then listen i saved the best for last i saved the best for last girls because we got ag1 what we got ag1 yeah we got ag1 my favorite thing ever. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted to keep my energy up. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes awesome. I take AG1 in the, in the morning before getting my day started. And it makes me feel like I'm actually ready to tackle my to-do list. You guys, I've been, for the first time in my life, I would say the last like six months, I've been really steady with taking vitamins, supplements, and my AG1 is honestly my like best friend because it just makes everything so easy. And it's a no-brainer. You just put it in, I have a glass of water anyway when I wake up in the morning, just put it in your glass of water, 
mix it up and you're all set really so um, it's one scoop of powder mixed with one ounce a day it is the healthiest thing you can do in under a minute each scoop of ag1 is packed with 75 vitamins minerals and whole food source ingredients that boost energy support your gut and mood and even give you healthier skin hair and nails taking care of my body is easy easy with ag1 and i even get it delivered every month so that it's really easy for me to make it a daily habit if you want to take ownership over your health try ag1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin d and five free ag1 travel packs with your first purchase go to drinkag1.com secret keepers that's drinkag1.com secret keepers check it out let's see i got a lot of emails um and then a lot of like follow-up emails saying please don't read this on the potty the, in the last week. Isn't that crazy? Okay. So this one says, please tell me he's ugly. He is. I don't even need to see him. Hello, Queen Carly and the Royal Princes. First of all, just to say as a girly that struggles with depression, I adore you and this podcast so much. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Whenever I'm feeling down and need a little giggle, instead of making it worse by listening to the saddest music of all time, I turn on one of your episodes and know that you can lighten up the mood. Oh, thank you. That makes me so happy. Uh, but anywho, let's get right into it. As someone who is a chronic all or nothing thinker, I have absolutely no middle ground when it comes to guys that I've dated. I'm either absolutely obsessed with them, even when they're usually the worst guys on earth. I hear you on that. I know that's right. Or I want absolutely nothing to do with them, usually the nice ones. I know a lot of this probably stems from some trauma I experienced during my first relationship, which lasted all throughout high school and a few years after. The guy that I dated was very emotionally abusive and controlling. I always felt like I needed to fight for him to show me that he actually gave a shit about me and it was very toxic. Anyway, after that relationship, I had a much needed slut phase and didn't get too attached to anybody too quickly. A few years after that, there were two guys that I quote unquote dated in quotations because they wouldn't actually commit to me. That took me years to get over. Fast forward to about a year and a half ago, I started hooking up with a guy that I met through work. What is with all this office romance? I swear to gosh. If you guys don't get back on the damn clock, I'm telling you. Please, I, I shouldn't talk. If I worked in an office, I would be so bored. I would date everybody on I would date everybody on my floor. Are you kidding me? Imagine me working in an office. I would be so bored. I would be like, I have to walk around. And I would go to people's cubicles and I would go, I guess I would go, what are you doing? <laughs> I would go, what are you working on? You know? Oh God. I know this is, I know this doesn't have anything to do with the email as, as of right now, but, and it doesn't actually at all. Like it's not about to have anything to do with the email, but I was so bad when I was a receptionist. And that's where I met my best friend. Um, was it 13, 14 years ago? Oh God, ew. 14 years ago. Could it be me? Hold on. I'm doing the math. 12 years ago. God, ew. That's disgusting. But I was so bad at it. And we still laugh hysterical. We cry laughing, talking about how bad I was at that job. Cause I couldn't be fucking bothered. I would literally show up three hours late. I would show up three hours late. My boss didn't care. And I would take, uh, the wrong appointments for the wrong days with the wrong people. 
write down the wrong phone numbers. I would write down people's phone numbers backwards because I can't listen and write it down at the same time. So I would end up always writing it down backwards. So it was like they had to actually babysit me. I don't know why I didn't get fired. Because they would go, oh, that that appointment's in Carly's handwriting. Let's call that person and make sure that that's what they wanted. And then they would go to call the person and the and their phone number was backwards. It was a nightmare. You guys, I would be so, I'm so grateful every single day. I'm so grateful every single day that I could, cause girl, I would just, I ruined everyone. I got yelled at every day. I honestly, people would come up to the desk and go, what are you, what did you do? You, <laughs> and I would, I would literally go like this. I go, I don't know. No, Ashley still makes fun of me. Oh my God. But that was at a hair salon. No, no guys worked with us. You know, no street guys worked with us. I would have been even worse if there was some type of distraction for me. A love interest? Forget it. I want the drama. Anywho, sorry, I just went on a tangent. I really was the worst though. Okay. Okay, hold on, hold on. So she met him through work. He had a whole quote unquote, I'm tall, disheveled, soft-spoken, tortured artist, but I'm actually secretly very pretentious thing going on. I'm a creative person and he always, uh, we have always been drawn towards other creative guys, which ultimately turned out to be extremely full of themselves, but so, so good at fooling others into thinking that they're the most charming men on earth. Yeah, I know the type. Just to give you a better picture, this is a real thing that he texted me when discussing why he doesn't want a committed relationship. Okay. So he said to her, I'm not open to commitment to a deep intimacy wherein two people may grow. I willfully choose. I willfully chase a phantom, a delusion. Now I'm going to read that back for you. He said to her, he had the audacity to word it this way. He said, I'm not open to a commitment to a deep intimacy wherein two people may grow. First of all, that doesn't make any fucking sense. And then he said, I willfully chase a phantom, a delusion. Now, one thing about this guy, he thinks he's a prophet. Um, I'm not into a commitment to a deep intimacy. I'm not open to a commitment to a deep intimacy wherein two people may grow. Jesus Christ, girl, if that doesn't give you the ick, I can't help you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you want me to say something worse than that? Please. What a douche. You want to know what I will say? I'm going to say this and, and I might regret it. But even though I've dated some terrible people in my life, right? Like I, I get where you're coming from, where it's just like, why am I attracted to the worst guy in the room? Why am I attracted to the guy that's not going to commit? Why am I attracted? Blah, blah, blah. I don't ever, ever. I've never once been serious with a guy that would say some shit like this. I just wouldn't. Because one thing about the guys that I have been with, at least for the most part, they're fucking silly. They don't take themselves too serious. That's my number one thing. You can't take yourself too serious. You can't be douchey. Okay. And actually, I'm not going to lie. Maybe I've had a couple laps in judgment, but come on. I willfully chase a phantom. What? How about you get hit by a car? And I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm sorry. And, I, and I'm sorry. And I, and I don't mean, you know, I, I want him to live. 
I want him to survive that. But I do think maybe just tap him with a car. I, I just really feel that way. And I'm sorry. And I know you like him. Okay. So she says, it's important to note that I went into this situation knowing that he didn't want anything serious. I did with this with the two guys I saw prior um, to him. And I know because I think I'm going to be the one that can change their minds. I also think that I also know this is not how it works. Okay. I guess my question for you would be, how do you not take these rejections so personally? I have a really difficult time not taking his disinterest in me to heart, and I let it dictate the way I feel about myself as a whole. It also weirdly makes me want him more. It's so fucked up. I know I need to just let him go, but I really don't even know how to begin the process in a real way. I'm approaching 30, which has had me in a panic all year, and I just don't want to get to the point. And I just want to get to the point where I feel good about myself and not let these guys' opinions of me dictate my self-worth. You always give the best advice about dating awful men. (laughs) LOL, please send your wisdom my way. I've attached a pic of me and a pic of him for reference. This is the only picture I have of him um, because he's no longer on Instagram. He's the one on the, okay, hold on, let me see. Of course, she's gorgeous. We already knew this was going to happen because not once, not once have you guys ever sent me a picture where you're not gorgeous and he's not looking like a foot. Okay, now let me see what he looks since I. <laughs> Girl, I can't. <sighs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm crying. I'm crying. Wow. <laughs> it couldn't be him. No, there's got to be a mi- there got to be a mistake. Girl, please. <laughs> I'm so sorry. His friend is cute, but he is really god. Wowie, you girls really you want to know what? One thing about a woman, we're gonna see the good in you. I'm so sorry. One thing about a woman, <laughs> one thing about a woman, we're going to say there's just something about him. You know, one thing about a woman, we're going to show our friends a picture of him and say, but he's really nice. And our friends are going to go, is he funny? When they see a picture of the guy that we like, I swear it, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We see potential. We see the potential. Wow. I'm sorry. That one really just, that one just sent me into outer fucking space. Okay. (laughs) I'm not laughing at you. I'm not. It's just, it's so mismatched. It just doesn't make any sense. Sorry guys. I had to sip out my 64 ounce stainless steel water bottle, but Jesus. Wow. Um, Okay. So this is going to be one of those things. You're going to look back on it and you're just going to laugh hysterical when you, when you remember what this guy, what this guy is. Cause not only, not only, um, are you too cute for him in every way possible, but he also says shit and he's also pretentious. 
So he has no redeeming qualities. One thing about me, if a guy has a good personality, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter about anything else. If you're nice and you have a good personality, I don't give a shit what you look like, right? And I really, really mean that. So he doesn't even have that, girl. He doesn't have that. But I know that's not the question. The question is, how do you deal? How do I deal with rejection? Or how do you move on and and not let a rejection affect you in a way where it like alters the way that you view yourself and alters the way that you think about yourself, right? Um, That's a tough, it is a tough thing because I've been there before, right? Where like, I really like someone and I think we have something good going on and that just ends or, you know, you kind of get blindsided or they don't want anything serious with you. They don't want to take things to the next level, whatever it happens. It's such a common thing in dating. I think at this point, I'm just so like, I've seen it so many times, um, that like, I could just laugh at it now. Like, girl, I swear I laugh hysterical about shit like this. I laugh about myself. So when it happens to me, because like, (laughs) like, I remember I went on a date with this guy that I had met at a, um, at a bar. And I was like, Oh my God, like this guy is everything. And he really was everything girl. Like he was like, I was like, he's my husband. We we went out on a date and he's talking to me and I'm going, I, this is it. (laughs) I was literally going, wow, he's amazing. He's everything. You know, he's handsome. He's smart. He's nice. He's interesting. He had this like cool job and like he cared we cared about the same things. We watched the same TV shows. We liked the same music. It was just, I was just looking at him throughout the state and going, he is like, it's so weird when you, when you're on the date and you just know that this is your husband <laughs> and you go and you think of all the people you've heard go, I just knew. <laughs> right. And you think that you're going to have that. You think that you're going to have that story with this guy. Right. That, so we go out on the state and I text my friend, I text girl, this is so wild. I text my friend. I said, I'm going to marry him. <laughs> I said, I'm going to marry him. The way I didn't hear from him for three months. I didn't hear from this guy for three months. And the first, like the first few days I was going crazy. I was going nuts because I'm like, you start to think in your head, like he died. Cause I just know that there's no way he didn't feel what I felt. Like, I know that he loves me, (laughs) you know, there's just no way that he wasn't interested because we had such a good banter back and forth. We had so much fun. We were laughing. We were telling jokes, blah, blah, blah. And you just can't even believe that you never. And I remember the first few days I was going nuts. And then I had told myself, I said, I said, you can't. Think like I'm going to give myself another hour to care about this and then I'm fucking done. And anytime he pops into my head, I'm going to just think of, you know, a song or some other shit and do those. You know, when you go to when you go to the therapist, they go five things you could see, four things you could (laughs) like you start doing the puzzles that that the therapist is giving you. To just think about other shit. And then that was like I. Literally, I was done with it after that. I said, I'm not talking about this anymore. I'm not going to bring it up. I'm not, I'm just not thinking about this anymore. And then girl, three months later, who fucking texted me? The guy. 
And he said, Hey, I just have been feeling really bad about that. I didn't reach out to you. (laughs) I'm like, well, it's been three months. So it's really good that you were so quick with that. He said, but do you want to know what he said? He said, I'm not going to lie to you. I was dating somebody. He said, I am dating somebody, but I was dating somebody when we, you know, went out on our date and I felt the the whole time we were out, I felt really bad (laughs) that I was out with you. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, first of all, I didn't ask you out. Like he, I met this guy at a bar and he said, let's go out on a date and then booked a whole like date. Um, but he's like, it was the beginning. And like, I just, whatever, I felt guilty. And me and my friends, I laugh hysterical when I think about it, because I just go, I've never been in such a situation where two people were on two completely different dates. Like the way I'm looking at this guy going, (laughs) going, that's, that's my man. And he's looking at me going, I feel bad about my girlfriend. You know, Jesus Christ. But anywho, you just get, you just, time goes by and you, you laugh about it. It's not that serious, but you have to just, you know, distract yourself when you think about him and also like, stop romanticizing this guy, please. For the love of God. That's really what it is. What are you holding on to? He's douchey. He's pretentious. He, you know, says things. He says things like this. You want to know what he says? I'm going to read it back. I'm not open to a commitment to a deep intimacy wherein two people may grow. I willfully chase a phantom, a delusion. You want to know what's fucking delusional? That he thinks that he even has the right to be saying shit like this. Yeah, you are. You do live in a delusion, sir. Please. So I think you're romanticizing the guy a little bit. I don't know one redeeming quality that that he has. Honestly, I'm trying and I'm really trying to to figure one out. Girl, just just ignore him. You got to block him. Ignore him. Jesus Christ. this one says in bed oh there's a cat i just i just saw the picture first there's two cats <gasps> an orange cat and a tuxedo cat Mm-mm-mm. that no and a dog wearing goggles what is this email even going to be about because there's a dog wearing goggles in a in a backpack wow let me see if there's another <gasps> another dog that has one blue eye one black eye how freaking cute. What do you got a zoo over there? Jeez Louise. Like the cutie house over there. Okay. So she says, embarrassing story. See now here in Secret Keepers, I'm going to keep pushing it that we call the peeing equivalent to a shit crappens. You're in trouble. Shout out to Diane from the Spotify live that, that thought of that. My girly. Okay. So this one says hello to the Royal family, longtime listener, uh, fan from the Bay area, but first time writing in sad to say that it is so embarrassing. Now I never saw myself writing in about what has happened to me, but my friend who got caught eating the cake pop in her car by her ex-boyfriend's friend then said that ex proceeded to reach out to her, um, mid cake pop bite via text convinced me to send this in. And yes, this is a shout out to the cake pop girly. Oh my God. I remember that. Just thinking about that just made me start sweating a little bit. The girl who was eating cake pops in her car. 
you girls just have me freaking hooting and hollering sometimes because that is the crit like that is something that I would honestly think about every single day for the rest of my life. And it didn't happen to me. And I do think about it every day. I love that you guys are friends too. Jeez. I had to hit my vape for that. She says, so here it is. A couple days ago, I was out running a bunch of errands for my fiance and I, I hit up maybe three stores that day, holding out on using the restroom at these stores because I was headstrong and I wanted to finish my errands quickly. Well, little did I know that my bladder was about to do me dirty that day, which she never has before, not even as a child. I was at my final store and starting to feel the pressure on my bladder and naturally my legs start to get restless. So I try to distract myself while waiting to check out. It kind of helped, but it didn't. I rushed to my car and booked it home. Now you're probably thinking, girl, why didn't you just use the bathroom in the damn store? I'll tell you why. I loathe grocery store bathrooms. They are the absolute worst. Um, with being kept clean or at least appearing to look clean in my unfortunate past experiences. So I zoomed home, which was maybe a five minute drive, but it felt like a whole damn journey. If you only could see me bouncing up and down on the seat because (laughs) the pressure now jumped into a major cramp from holding it in too long. Girl, I was dying, but determined to make it home. I grabbed my bag and phone as soon as I parked and I booked it up a flight of stairs I needed to conquer before entering my apartment. With each step, I felt the pressure more and more. I ran inside, scared my cats. They took over and my dog followed me into the bathroom. I never get privacy with him. I swear. I love a good pair of high-waisted Levi's with those buttons instead of a zipper fly. And yes, I was wearing a pair. No. Because those old Levi's, those vintage Levi's are made, they are like the strongest jeans to open those button flies is sometimes really difficult. They have no stretch. She says, so I'm in my bathroom ready to unbutton and use the toilet when all of a sudden my bladder was like, it's too late. And before I knew it, I was standing there hysterically laughing at myself because before I could even undo one damn button, I was peeing myself. I peed myself in my own damn bathroom, Um, not to mention... Not in public, but literally a squat away from my throne. At this point, my dog left me in the bathroom alone. He's my emotional support animal. But if he, (laughs) I think he may have quit that day. So there I was at home with all of my animals hiding from me because I pissed myself. LOL. Enjoy this laugh because here I am a few days later still laughing about it. And yes, I cleaned up and my bathroom all before my fiance came home and my babies finally came out to snuggle with me after I was clean. (laughs) Oh my God. What is it about being at home that makes you just pee a little? Like I could hold in all day. And then the second my hand goes on the doorknob to get into my apartment, I'm peeing. Like, I'm just like, it's never been more of an emergency than it is when I first am walking in the door. It's so weird. It's like psychological, right? If you were still in the car, you wouldn't have peed yourself that second. So it's not your fault, you know? Sometimes a little bit, I go, oh, oh, when I'm walking in the door and the animals are so cute. Oh my goodness. I just love it so much. You guys are, you guys are cracking me the, the heck up, but I hope you all have such a great week. So happy that you tuned in. Um, you can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com as always. We'll get to them. If I, if I don't see it, you got to send it again and bump it up. Um, looking forward to hearing from you. Uh, and I'll see you next week. Bye.